You are listening to Announce, Season 2, Episode 42, The Last Rivet. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. You know what they say, the early bird gets the worm, and he who hesitates is lost. But good things come to those who wait. And it's better safe than sorry, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. Life is seemingly full of contradiction. Analog versus digital, Democrat versus Republican, progress versus tradition, old versus new, it goes on and on. Imagine I hold here in my hand a rivet, an aluminum rivet. It's small and light, silver in color. It looks like a stubby little nail with no point or a small screw, but smooth with no groove or threads cut into the shaft or slots cut into the head for a screwdriver to fit into. It's centuries-old technology, beginning with iron, brass, or steel. Versions of the rivet are used to Fasten things together like small pieces of metal in a small hand tool or a shelf, or big pieces in a bridge or even a skyscraper. How is it used? The rivet is heated up until glowing hot and a little soft. The shaft of the rivet is quickly placed into holes drilled through two or more pieces of metal that are lined up to match. The rivet shaft is inserted all the way up to the head, which is larger than the shaft and stops the rivet from slipping all the way through the hole and dropping out on the other side. Before the rivet cools, the head is held tightly in place against the metal on one side, and the shaft of the rivet on the other side is beaten and mushroomed down against the steel, creating a tight fit that won't slip out of the hole. The rivet cools and securely and permanently holds the pieces together. The ancient, simple, strong, and secure rivet all that hot metal pounding and banging, it just doesn't fit in with advanced and delicate technology. Or does it? During World War II, the Allies had been using advanced for their time weapons, the pinnacle of which would arguably be the ships and aircraft employed to defeat the Axis nations. Used very effectively were the B-25 Mitchell and B-17 Flying Fortress and other bomber aircraft. They could fly high, fast, and could deliver a devastating amount of destruction. Then a great leap forward occurred with the B-29 Super Fortress. It was filled with the most advanced technology of its time. Bomb sites, navigation instruments, radios, radar, a pressurized fuselage that could fly higher with advanced radial engines so much faster than its predecessors, filled with defensive guns and a highly trained crew. It was impressive even by today's standards. There was an older man, too old to fight on the front lines, who did his bit by working on the assembly line building aircraft. He wasn't highly educated. In fact, he might not even gotten much past the three R's in school. You know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. He knew little to nothing of the advanced materials and calculations that went into this trailblazing and complex machine the B-29 Superfortress. But this man knew he had a vital contribution to make. His job was to make sure, working with the women and men in his part of the factory, that the rivets in the aluminum skin tail 
of the highly advanced B-29 were properly fastened and securely holding the tail together. That tail would take a lot of abuse, high speeds, high altitudes, and battle damage. It had to be right. He ensured that the holes were precisely drilled and matched. The centuries-old but highly refined technology, the smooth-headed aluminum rivet, was delicately positioned and seamlessly hammered into its precisely engineered place. The man knew that without the rivets, the plane would crash, and all of that work and hope and technology would be worthless. That last rivet had to be in the right place, secure and smoothly fitted. For him, it all depended on that last rivet. So here's the outs. There is so much contradiction in our world. Contradicting idioms. Does the early bird catch the worm? And if he hesitates, is he lost? Or will good things come to the bird that waits? Is there wisdom here? Is old better than new? Should we keep progress in Tosh tradition? Should I unfriend my friend over their politics, their view on religion, the version of history they think they know? There is a need to reject the perspective of ongoing contradiction, contention, and winning the argument, being right at all costs. It is divisive and destructive, and it does not have to be. What our eyes and our minds might at first see as contradiction often works seamlessly in harmony. We just need to learn to see how. Like beating on the centuries-old hot rivet and the processor the size of a grain of rice that can do a gigaton of calculations in a nanosecond. They don't seem to be like they should be compatible, but they are seamlessly compatible. Well, I'm sure there are at least a few rivets in that rack that supports the computer chips that run the interweb thingy. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Have you subscribed to this podcast yet? To be alerted whenever a new episode of An Ounce is released, to have quick and immediate access to all the great stories, commentaries, and practical bits, be a subscriber. It's free and there's no obligation. Just look us up on your favorite podcast distributor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Spotify, or others, and subscribe. And if you enjoy An Ounce, please consider sharing it with your friends. We'd love to expand the audience beyond the current nine loyal listeners and would appreciate your help. On our next episode, we'll explore a centuries-old culinary obsession still shared by millions, maybe billions of people today. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom an ounce at a time. Don't get it. Get what? It just doesn't make any sense. What doesn't make any sense? It's just not logical. Jim, what are you talking about? How does one act naturally? How can something be totally cool and absolutely hot at the same time? How is something bad and excellent, too? Why do we drive on a parkway and park on a driveway? How could anyone believe the idea that there's such a thing as military intelligence. I was in the military. I know better. And and how can one have an unbiased opinion? I'm so confused.
I get it. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.